Hi, I'm Vince Irushi. And I'm Stephen A. And this is the Assign It To Me podcast. This show is a weekly discussion about our application, Assign It To Me, which is a web-based project management tool for professional services companies that are looking for an easier and effective way to manage their projects. We discuss topics like project management, analytics, and any interesting and noteworthy news and technology. You can catch our show notes for these podcasts at blog.assignittome.com. Hey, Stephen, how's it going? Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, kind of sad. I think uh, some of my naked selfies that were stored on iCloud got out in the wild. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, if that's the case, I think I'm going to smash my computer right now <laughs> into a million pieces. No, I'm kidding. I don't have naked selfies. <laughs> what, um, we've got a lot to talk about this week and, uh, we're going to talk about the Apple keynote, uh, or Apple, I guess, announcement this week. Um, some inf- interesting stuff from that. We'll talk about our app again and we'll talk about, s- uh, our stack and a couple articles that are, are interesting and relate to what we're talking about. But uh, going back to these um, these naked pictures, so let's let's get the story on that. What's a lowdown on on that? Like uh, I know myself. Are you telling me that there's naked pictures online? Yeah. Wow. Free this is too. something. This is something well, new. So here's the thing. It was very. It's, it's, it's slightly different. Though, it's right? horrible timing because it happened last weekend, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. And it was a Sunday night I saw on dig, digg.com, which is like a news aggregator that this had happened, right? So I, I was kind of ahead of the curve on Sunday in terms of knowing about it. And then um, it was like... Uh, You're always ahead of the curve. Photos man. of, uh, not normally, um, yeah. photos of like Jennifer Lawrence, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure everyone who watches Entertainment Tonight, TMZ or whatever already know about this. But basically what happened was some guy... guy um, social engineered his way into getting some photos that were stored in iCloud. So they exploited the Apple iCloud service. Yeah, okay, okay. So was we, it an we exploit? Have, or? We have to talk about this very carefully because um, a lot of what has been presented in the media, the mainstream media, is somewhat inaccurate. Especially, I mean, like uh, eTalk had some guy called the tech guy or something. And I'm just going. You call yourself the tech guy. No technical person is going to take you seriously. It was he has that was the name of his company. Some some weird thing. Anyway, um, what happened was they social engineered the passwords, and there was a problem from what I understand with Find My iPhone, in that um, most web services, when you fail to log in five times, it prevents you from logging in after a timeout. Okay. Because that right. prevents a robot from trying to feed a diction, what's called a dictionary attack of passwords, which is going so through a list of a the robot, most common passwords. A robot password. being a program that just keeps, yeah. it's a program that goes and attacks, maybe it, it puts some code in or, or tries all these passwords, goes through a dictionary, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Very quickly. Because um, they found like there's like these 10,000 words that are very common for password or whatever. But um so someone managed to get into an iCloud account that way or something like that, right? Without getting too, too detailed, I'm just going to go high level. Um, so technically speaking, that is not a hack, right? right? That's just like me going going to your door and just like constantly sticking keys in 
right. that I have and hoping it, it works. Right, right. Right? It wasn't like um, me having the master key to, to, to break in. Right, okay. Right? Like it's trial and trial and error. So Apple came out with this very cautiously wordy worded press release the day after it happened saying there was no breach of our systems, which right. is technically correct because when you entered in an incorrect password for that user ID, it rejected you. The problem was that they allowed a robot on that particular service, uh, not allowed, they just, it was probably a, an oversight. It happened to anyone. This kind of made me scared myself of our, of our stuff, right? But it did not rate limit the number of unsuccessful attempts and then ca- create a blocking period. So right. in theory, I could basically hammer the authentication method like 10,000 times in a fraction of a second with incorrect passwords. And then if I'm going through 100,000 words in, in a password dictionary, I can get through it. Right, right. Right. And then the the secondary problem was that um, they didn't notify you when uh, you get an unusual login. Like if you have Dropbox or Google enabled with two-factor authentication, you'd be very familiar with the text messages sending you a six-digit code that you have to enter every right. time you log in That's from right. your computer. Yep. That was another problem. And the, the security questions they ask are, you know, if a celebrity, like what's the name of your dog? Probably everyone in the world can Google that. Right, right. So there are some, and that in I don't blame Apple for because the banks do that too, right? It's a common, I mean, they have to be, the the measures that you take to protect a person's identity have to be somewhat manageable for a person, right? Because otherwise everyone's going to be carrying these random number generators in their pockets that they don't really fully understand, which is right. not a practical solution to anything, which is why going back to last year's iPhone announcement, they announced that you could use your fingerprint to unlock your phone, which is arguable about whether how secure it is, but it's, at least it's better than not having a password because right. that, I think they said like 80% of people don't even have a password on their phone. I don't know if you use a lock code. I use an eight-digit lock code myself. Yeah, I do. I do use a code. Yep. But uh, it's hard to believe that people wouldn't because if you lose your phone, then you know everything's yes, there. Yeah. So basically, that's how, apparently how that guy managed to get that. But deeper into the story that wasn't reported uh, in any of the big news organizations is that there are actually circles of people. Uh, I think I sent you a link to that where they're, they're in IRC, which is Internet Relay Chat. Think of it as like, like Skype instant messaging, but for large groups where they share files of people's ex-girlfriends and ex-boyfriends and nobody knows about this, right? So it's clearly a problem that nobody's known about. So it's actually in a way a good thing that the celebrity hack happened because it made people realize that their private data is not always private, right? Oh, uh, sure, for for sure. But I'm I'm saying this, like if you make it private, it should remain private. Even if it's in the cloud, don't say that, oh, just be, if you don't want your information to be um, seen, don't push it up to the cloud. Well, okay, so what do we say about banks and what do we say about our personal information and, and maybe I want to take upload a nude picture of myself or take a picture of my... Okay, so... so you know what I'm saying? So... If it's if it's in a if I put it out in Facebook for everyone else to see, okay, that's different, right? But if I go and I put it under lock and key, 
and I'm assuming that the cloud service is supposed to be secure. Nothing, right? You're, so because I'm in technology, I've always had uh, the presumption that nothing is secure. I I accept I have tolerable risk levels for certain things like my bank account information, my tax information, and things like that in terms of where it's stored. And you know what? This I know we're talking about nude pictures, but this is important, especially well, with it's Apple's, super important. And you're a Apple's, parent, yeah. All right, so yeah. you know, if I was a parent, I'd be even more paranoid. Right. But so here's the thing: the only way to be secure is to not have anything on anything that is networked, right? Because you have to assume. Well, nowadays, <laughs> no, almost but in yeah. general, and uh, so a couple of people came out. Ricky Gervais got hammered for it, saying, "If you don't want nude pictures to get out, don't take them." And he got attacked for victim blaming here because. So you know, here here's I don't I'm gonna go down a kind of controversial thing because and I, and I saw that article. It's on Dig. Yeah, I saw. So that. if if an attractive lady were to walk down a dangerous street in the nude, and something bad were to happen to her, people would say you shouldn't have walked down the street naked, which is victim blaming, I guess. Right. 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 But that isn't all. It's kind of I find that. Uh, I don't know. People are very sensitive to that these days. But to me, when you're saying that, you're not necessarily, you're not ne- okay. Some people actually are blaming the victim, but other people are just pointing out a sad reality, right? People are sometimes good, but in general, people can be bad and people are bad. And you should, you know, like it's, when you leave your house, you I should think, lock the door. I think if Ricky Gervais started out by saying, okay, you know, uh, if you wanted to, implement good judgment right rather than that hey, you shouldn't do this what he should say is you know what if, if you use your good judgment you probably don't want to put those up there if you don't want anyone to see them well right it, so so here's here's where i think the the backlash originates from people want to believe that other people are good and here's the thing if you you have the right to do whatever you want Right. If you want to be smart about taking dirty pictures of yourself, use a Polaroid. Okay, so uh, there's because one more a, thing. It's not connected. There's one more thing I'm going to add. Her being a celebrity and in the public eye and me not being a celebrity, if I go and upload my nude pictures and someone goes and hacks my iCloud account, I don't think anyone's going to care. Right? Okay. Now, um, it, oh. unless they're 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 exploiting me. Okay, you're a guy. No, if but you're I'm a saying girl, I'm saying even a guy who's a celebrity, because they're in the public eye, they're going to get that much more exposure. There's gonna, they're they're going to get a 20 million hits compared to my two hits, which is probably well, probably wouldn't even be my wife looking at them. So, so. Let, me, let me give you a, a context that contradicts you. I'm a 16-year-old girl. Okay, no, let's change it. I'm 18 and I have a huge circle of friends. Yep. Somehow someone in my circle, social circles, gets that picture and it gets shared across my entire so like all the people I know, that's like for some people that's like uh, an event. But I'm saying if I got the that's same an event circle, that can trigger a suicide. If I got the same circle and I'm Jennifer Lawrence, I'm gonna get ten times more, because uh, once I go outside that social circle, there because my social level is so much higher. Yeah, that's but it doesn't I'm matter saying. if you're famous or not, though. That's right. like so I'm saying my social level compared to my daughter's social level compared to Jennifer Lawrence. 
Those are three different levels. I'm, yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying, sure, my daughter is going to get more exposure. That's only because she, she uses the social media more. Mm-hmm. These guys, they rely on social media to get their name out and to make them popular. And then, you know, it's working against them because they made a mistake, right? So, Well, you know, um, that's true. But uh, but it's it's like... Or someone else. It is important for everyone, celebrity or not, to manage their privacy. And the problem is, it's like a lot of people think they're safe by just sharing it with their boyfriend or whatever. But you also have to trust that they're not storing it somewhere insecure. Yeah. That you're not going to break up with him in an ugly way. That he's going to upload it to a revenge porn site. Uh, and you know what? You're right. You got to manage. Nature. You got to manage your own privacy. But we're all dependent on. And those are the most in the Western right. world. Naked pictures of yourself is the most intimate thing that you have. In some cases, it's more valuable than your social insurance right. or social security number, things like that. But I'm just saying that we're so reliant on technology today and we put our trust in them. So Apple's coming out with this, mm-hmm. this Apple pay and you know, like, so people are going to start using it soon. Yeah. You got to trust that a hundred percent and they come and say, Oh yeah, we don't, they, they, we'll talk about it later, but they, they, they make a lot of claims, but I'm, I'm like, there's red flags. There's sirens going off in my head with this with but, this payment. Like I said, right? there's a big difference between like people who who get who lose like a password or some or like their social security number are going to be much less devastated than if a very private photo of yourself got leaked out among even just your friends unwanted, be, you know, or cuz it could spread to your coworkers, it could that type right. of thing. Now you can't get get that Mark yeah, well, off of, of your reputation ever. Well, of course. Yeah, right? You can't. Yeah. And I don't think Ricky Gervais was off base by saying, if you don't want pictures to get online, don't do it. And I don't yeah, think that's, that's victim blaming. That's black and white, right? So, yeah, you're no, right. Pe- people have the right to do it, but you have to be aware that the only safe thing to do is to have them one physical copy on paper locked up in a box that you show, if you want to show it to someone, you show it to them. Right. And even then that could get stolen. But I mean, that's relative to whatever you do. That is the absolute safest thing that you can do. Yep. Doing it with any electronic device that has. So did so did that guy who got the pictures, was he breaking the law? Oh, yeah, of course. So isn't that the same as some guy peeking into Jennifer Lawrence's window, yes. taking a picture of her and uploading it? It's a different type of crime, classification of crime. But I mean, that that is the moral equivalent. But the right. laws don't always reflect what is moral or right, ethical right right so, so yeah so those were pri- that was private and just like her changing in her bedroom that's private yeah because it's like him peeking in her window it's it's almost the equivalent really but he's he's do- he's taking it one step he's going and sharing it with everyone well, in, the, in the neighborhood what he's right? doing is like if uh, Jennifer Lawrence is changing with an open w- window with no blinds right. video recording that's, it that's your and argument. sharing the video that's right that's right. right so in terms of how bad it is it's pretty bad and and okay, people can attack me for analogy. being a victim blamer by saying, but it's keep what what you're saying is don't gonna, do it. Are you going to change in your bedroom? Make sure the drapes are, are closed. No, if you're going to take pictures of yourself in intimate yeah. situations, use a camera that doesn't have Wi-Fi. Put it on a don't put it on the network. Lock it up. Put on a USB drive and in your show pocket. it to someone. Yeah. 
right then and there on something you control. Never transfer it, email it, text it to anyone because even if that person on the receiving side is trustworthy, it doesn't mean that they know how to secure their own data, right. which means your ex-boyfriend could leave his phone lying around and have, have a dirty picture of you. Yep. And, and, and notice that the example I'm always using is a female because it, it impacts females most negatively. Sure, sure. Like when those types of photos go out. Yeah. Um, that some guy can just, some random person can steal that guy's phone, take all the pictures and then post them online somewhere. Right, right. right. It's, it's very dangerous activity in today's age compared to 20 years ago. Oh, absolutely. And it is your right to do it. And it is not your fault per se when it happens, but it is a predictable and preventable occurrence is right. all I'm saying. Right. And I'm not saying that, you know, you're to blame like Jennifer Lawrence is to blame because her she had naked pictures on her phone, but it was predictable and preventable right. and people need to be aware of that. And when yes, they, you have the right to do that. When you become aware of that, then you'll you'll cover up a bit more, basically. Yeah, so. it's like, yeah, uh, I'm not going to drive into the some parts of the southern United States because I'm not white, right? I'm scared. <laughs> right? Like, technically speaking, I have the right to be there, right? I have the right to not be harassed, but... We, yep, do you you're going to use you're going to use good judgment. Do you right? think I would so. want to be a um, of a certain minority walking into Ferguson, Missouri, right? right. Uh, you know, just to see what's going on, just to be harassed by, you know, increase the risk of me being harassed by the cops. I yep. would avoid that place like the plague. Yeah, right? after all what's happened. Anyway, let's move on. Um, enough about that. Uh, just it was check important dig. public service message for people, though. It is. Yeah. Don't yeah, don't. It is. Even the best. I've become. Cloud I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to reduce my amount of footprint. You know, and I'm. I'm. I'm very. Even nowadays, I'm. You know, I post stuff. I think anybody really want to read this, but even if they do, like, I look at it and say, you know, uh, do I want to have this up here? And well, you know, that's that's you gotta ask yourself three times before you click that that send button. You right? can't not have a Facebook page, and I'll tell you why. Because if you don't, and one of your enemies decides to impersonate you by signing up as as Vince Arushi from wherever you are yeah right they can kind of tarnish your reputation right so yeah. you have to have a minimal presence which is basically what I why I even have a Facebook account right yeah um, okay let's move on to the articles uh, thanks for the PA there PSA. we need that once in a while <laughs> PSA um, a couple articles uh, that I thought were very interesting email will last forever so this person is from front and um which is uh some product that uses email i, I assume right so he's got a lot of points i'm gonna uh, what we've done is between you and i, I don't think i we rarely send emails anymore we're using slack almost for everything only in the last couple of weeks so right and and it's working out pretty very good i think I, he's got a point so for example if i got customers and i have uh the good thing about using slack is i don't get any spam anymore mm -hmm. right so uh i don't get crap i don't get stuff from from all these advertising, uh, from Expedia, from Air Canada. Yeah, but Slack on. is a private group. Right. So, and so, you'll explain what Slack is later. Right. So, um, it's kind of like an email replacement and we'll, we'll talk about that. But um, saying that email will last forever, I don't think anything lasts forever. Anything has a product life cycle. I think it's been around long enough. Uh, email nowadays is a lot different, I think, than it used to be um, in, some, in some cases. But... Um, they're saying that it's the most powerful communication channel. This it person. is. 
Uh, it let's is. See here. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, emails flexible. Um, and he talks about uh, the protocols, simple and flexible. It's open and it's standard. Right. Right. And uh, an email will remain in the professional world. That I agree because I guess everyone needs their own separate email domain. Right. Yeah. And uh, I don't think there's any replacement right now that that would do that. But I'm saying if you have an internal company, uh, you can probably cut down a lot of email. Yeah, because a lot of wasted time, email is used as kind of like a <clears throat> panacea or quick fix for any type of communication right? for ass coverage. Right. Am I allowed to say that given our podcast rating? You may have to yeah, you know, you could say that. But to see why. We're talking about donkeys, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to, to, it's, like a, it's like a saddle for, for a mule. Um, <laughs> because people will send you like, oh, thanks as a entire. That, right, right. <laughs> right. It's it's a it's a waste of email. Yes, because people spend time going through their inboxes and to 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 have to go through a ton of those messages is. Yep, but in the old days, well, old days, a few years back, if I had to send you an attachment or something, I would, you know, it's okay, send it by email, or if I have to communicate a document or send you a document. Nowadays, I just point you say just check Dropbox. Mm -hmm. I don't even have to send you an email. Yeah, right. Uh, An alert will come up. So. You know, attachments can be replaced that way. Um, I think when it comes to communicate, even for planning, a lot of the planning team planning tools, mm-hmm. you know, you can use it. And he mentions those. So Asana, Yammer, Basecamp, and soon to be assigned to, uh, to us, assigned it to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, stuff like that, that's good for team collaboration. So you can use different type of tools, right? And there's Google Drive for file and storage and but collaboration. But here's the thing. You can talk about Slack, like... Uh my friend's company tried it. It's a bigger company than ours, much yep. bigger. Yep. And n- nobody uses it. Yeah. Right? So it depends, you know, it's like the thing about email is it's like Excel. No one's ever going to stop using Excel. Right. Because they're right. used to it. It's from everyone knows how to use it. And while you may reduce the amount that you email with another tool like Slack or instant messaging or whatever um people will always go down to it when all else fails right right because there's a you look at uh let me give you a good example facebook and twitter whatsapp snapchat all of your conversations are hosted on someone's box right yes if they go out of business your entire unless you've done a good job of archiving all all of your conversations, they will disappear as well. The right. thing about email is it's a standard that that everyone talks. You usually have control of your own email server. You can archive it right in real time, yeah. It's you don't, you know, uh, of course you can get hacked or whatever going back, but you have s- yeah, but some that's anything. We just you have some semblance of control over the security of your of your business or personal conversations on that email server, so it's very. Um, is it, it, so it's, it's much better way. than putting heavy reliance on a single service yeah. that is like some company, basically. Right, right. It's like text messages are the same thing. Text messages are like email. But isn't a lot of this stuff just different forms of email, almost? Sure. Sure. It's just, you know what, it's email, but it's just a different but type when he, of email when he's, service. When he's talking about email, he's talking about SMTP, POP3, IMAP. 
because you know when I first started using email, it was not SMTP POP3 IMAP. It was you logged into a bulletin board system, you sent a message, and it was just like right. recorded in a file, and that person and you only people on that system could send email to each other. So you're saying that there exists somewhere an, uh, an email server is what you're saying with those no, email services. No, when, when this article is specifically referring to to what we today call email, because you right. could you could arguably say that text messaging is email. Good. Um, but Skype, right? But SMS is its own protocol, right? right? So when people talk about text messages, which is a standard and actually in itself, I don't know that text messages will go away per se because they're stored on your provider server as opposed to like uh, Twitter or some other right corporation holding everyone's stuff, right? Right. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think it's its role might change and diminish over time, but it'll be very hard to eliminate altogether. Right. No, I agree. Okay, let's move on to the next uh, next article. This one I thought was really interesting. You just I know that you uh, you like to, we like to talk about analytics, but this one uh, right up the um, the alley of Moneyball. Uh, you know, I, you know what Billy Bean, me? the Billy Bean story where he was in Oakland and. I'm surprised this article was not part of 538.com, yeah. Nate Silver's site, because this yeah. is the kind of detail that Nate Silver's uh, writers usually get into. Right. So if anyone's seen Moneyball, they know that there's stats and, and that kind of changed things for the way they, they manage baseball. But the interesting thing on this set of data was um, how the hitting, uh, specifically like the slugging percentage, um, for batters have has gone down. Now they were talking it could be that the pitchers are spending more time in defense and making pitchers better, uh, et cetera. But they made an interesting ob- observation saying that in, in 2006, what they what came up was they banned steroids altogether. If you were caught with steroids, you're going to have a lifetime uh, ban and you wouldn't play baseball again. So I guess everyone stopped using steroids. And you can notice that. I remember seeing Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco, huge guys, right? And you love to go watch them hit. Uh, The guys aren't that big anymore, right? So um, you look at the stats and the slugging percentage has gone way down. And they're talking about um, one specific player where he's got a a batting, a leading batting average of uh, um, 313 for... (laughs) For the season, and and that's significantly lower than than what it used to be. So, if you look at the actual stats, you can see that the stats for slugging percentage after 2006 goes way down. And did it have something to do with um, with steroids? I'm a, you know that's that was a big um, big change, right? Um, so the end of offense is what they call it. And then they also talk about how cameras have changed things and and. You know, you zoom in on, if you ever watch a baseball game nowadays, they draw this imaginary box around the yeah, the strike yeah. zone and they look at every pitch. And I guess umpires are, are becoming more accurate because um, they're using that type of technology, right? And uh, the strike zone maybe is is is, be, is being changed. So It's enlarged it, yeah, or it's right. lower, which allows uh, lower pitches to right. count as strikes. So interesting, uh, you know, story. Uh, just I just wanted to talk about that, and uh, um, it goes right up against some of the some of the other stuff that we've been talking about when it comes to to looking at information in data and how it affects uh, different businesses or or sports. So, 
Anything else you want to talk about that? No, it's funny because I was just clicking on the article while you were talking about it to, to refresh my memory. And then on the side, it said that, uh, oops, Apple's latest map mixes up Toronto and Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's a big mix-up. <laughs> it was on the side of the that article, I thought, because we've been talking about Apple today. So Okay. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Apple. Let's go to our main topic and the, the Apple keynote. And I know that you sent me something. I didn't even notice this until you pointed it out. That was a, one of the main things that stuck in my head. So they came out with some, you know, the iPhone 6, iOS uh, 8 for, for the phone, um, Apple Pay, the smartwatch, but... They got this new wearable that came out, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they're going to digitize it or whatever, but it looks like the hipster scarf. Oh, the com- infinity, <laughs> technically speaking, it's called an infinity scarf because there's no end to it. So this guy, uh, I don't know, like this, he's wearing this scarf on He looks stage. like he, street, he lives in Brooklyn or something, <laughs> right? So he's yeah, like I, wonder, I wonder if Apple's going to actually create a wearable, scarf wearable in, in the next release. That guy, guy got so much attention. Yeah, like when, when I was watching the, well, I wasn't watching. I had um, the Verge's live blog. So po- photos would pop up on my screen every now and then on one of my screens, right? And I saw this guy demoing this game. I go, what the hell's going on with that scarf? <laughs> and it turned into a meme and went viral. Yeah. And I cannot imagine Apple being happy about it because they don't like anyone to steal their thunder. So, right, and right. this guy was from another company who was invited, and now everyone there are probably just as many people talking about his scarf as there were about the watch. Well, the scarf is not a small scarf. It looks like the guy has a rubber inner tube around his neck. That's how big the scarf is, man. It's like it's huge. The funny. Well, here's <laughs> looks the, like my my son said it looks like you know he pulled his cardigan over his neck over his shoulders and has it around his neck, which is you know? just as bad, <laughs> right? But. It's still summer. He's in California where it's quite warm and he's indoors. Yeah. It's not like he just came in from the cold and forgot to take his Maybe scarf off. Maybe that's the new hipster look. Right. <laughs> well, you can uh, use the word hipster. I have a different word for it. But oh, okay. It was quite, I was just, I, it was mesmerizing to be honest. Yeah. Well, he was, he was showing off, uh, I guess, the speed of the, uh, the, the new iPhone 6. The game, the game there's a, some battle touch right. space battle game and so they're showing off i guess it's apple's way to to pump up uh, i guess developers on the new it iPhone was 6. Uh, they have something called the metal api which is supposed to bring it closer to desktop gaming performance right. it, maybe on the low right. end but um so that's what they were demoing yeah at the time. and then we're talking about so let's talk about some of the the new features of the iphone 6 there's two versions i guess the both with big screens and they don't have the small screen ones anymore except for the legacy models right right which is an interesting because a lot of people actually like the four the small screens. Yeah. Uh, my, my daughter said the same thing. I said, yeah, I'll get you in the new six because it's her birthday coming up. And she said, you know, I prefer a smaller screen. You know, it's easier to, to, to tote around. And I think it's their response to maybe position themselves in a market because a lot of these other phones have these bigger screens. Well, right. So uh, three sizes, one for every market. Right? How old am I now? Oh, boy. Five years ago, when I w- before I hit 40, my eyes were still okay. So the iPhone 4, three and a half inch screen was fine, you know. Uh, but today, because I got hit by the presbyopia thing and it's it's not, it's, you know, it's declining now. Yeah. I cannot handle those small screens, right? So I think it's like a skinny jean 
So the smartwatch the is out jean, for you. Um, infinity scarf wearing crowd <laughs> probably likes a small screen so they can fit it in their pocket. Right. Right. Uh, people who have good eyes, which is a huge population of the younger under 40 crowd, probably like the small screens. Yeah. But I think um, for the big screens, people in our age range, women who carry purses and don't carry care about the phone size, probably like the bigger screens, you know. So yeah. Yeah. People who carry a Merce. Yeah, exactly. Which exactly. is like Europe, Man purse. <laughs> right? So Europe and Quebec. Yeah. So they they have jammed a lot more pixels per screen. Um, the processor is much faster, two billion uh, per second. Well, all this stuff. The processor so, needs to be fast on right. an iPhone because right. every upgrade slows it down. That's right. That's right. Unlike other. Um, some nice camera features. So they got a, this autofocus feature and they were going into the technical yeah, they got side. The face detect autofocus and yeah. optical image stabilization only on the 6 Plus. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And then they, they got, uh, I, I don't know if anyone does this, but they have uh, like um, time time delay snapshots of, of image. Yeah. Oh, so well, you don't have to make sure your battery doesn't, doesn't go what out. What was after. good was they now offer 240 frame per second slow-mo. Right. Well, I which, saw that. It was cool. Because uh, I, I have a camera that does that right, right. Uh, but it does it at such a low resolution and I think the and a lot of people ask me oh, how do you do that how do you do that but now you can frame, do it on your phone 240 frames per second now yeah it's, it's at a lower res but I think it's still better res than uh, my camera so that's a lot of frames per second yeah so the ones that you see on TV though like uh, even like big budget shows rent them because those cameras are I think they're like a hundred grand. Yeah, because they do a thousand frames per second at which is very crazy, high resolution, which is crazy fast. So you can watch yeah. a bullet go through a, a, a water balloon or something like that. Yeah. That's right. So, um, what else do they have? They have a whole bunch of software uh, upgrades, and it's a lot faster. Eighty four times. Yawn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it's a nice phone. Okay, yes, it's so. a very nice phone. Now I would I'm, I'm going to tell you some stuff. One. Um, I'm going to just in general talk about Apple as a company. Um, mm-hmm. and this and this. Did you notice that during the phone part, they blasted through the presentation super they did. quick? Uh, they probably wanted to get to the next two new things. But yes. uh, what I want to say is uh, you got to admit that Apple is innovative. Apple yes. comes out with with stuff. And, and if you watch the keynote, and, and I put a link on the on the site, some of the stuff that these people think about is just amazing. And So what in particular impressed you? Um, I l- you know what? Just curious. The smartwatch, if you look at it, the stuff it does, just the way they you actually interact with a one inch by one inch screen mm-hmm. was impressive. So I'm looking at that and I go, how would anyone actually use that? The way they solve those problems impressed me. So they have what's called the crown or the... Uh, I did not... Okay, because I thought you were just going to talk about what... I, I thought you were talking about the phones, actually. In well, terms of what and the phone, you. what impressed me with the phone is... Um, just how they they came up with the new tech. I, okay, never mind the technical side, the speed, mm-hmm. the pixels, and all that. Yeah, like what? But for example, when um, the way that the browsers are now going to interact with the phone, so you're going to have the split screen on the browser. So you're going to have, but that's the, not new. To, I know, but just that's, the way it works with a phone, it probably doesn't Samsung's work as good. Already done that, right? Um, because you're else? saying that Apple was innovative, so I'm just going to be your counterpoint. Right, on that. right. So. Um, <laughs> How it interacts with the Apple Pay now. So That is cool. Right. That is new. So I thought, well, you know, they, they were talking about Apple Pay and I didn't see it the first day. And then I watched the keynote. Mm-hmm. You actually, and I was thinking, well, if you got that Apple in your pocket, somebody could lift, easily lift some money out of your, off, off of your phone. No. 
No, you have to have your finger on the button. Which well, it's not just that. It's the NFC isn't always active, but it needs some interaction. Right. So the Same way they've done Android that, phone. yeah. And, and then the smartwatch. If you look at the way they did the smartwatch and, and how you can interact with somebody else in the room, let's say your wife has a smartwatch and you guys can. And that they were, was. Oh, they I'm, were showing share, I sharing that was the heartbeat. Stupid. I know it's stupid. I know it's stupid, but it's the technology behind it, like how they try to, to, to come up with ways to make it more personalized. Mm-hmm. And uh, Johnny Eyes was talking about that. So, Okay, so I'm going to go point by point. The first one you were talking about, split screen, already done. Yeah, Apple's is a little nicer. What was the second one that you talked about on the phone? Um, the Pay. So Google Wallet had something, and they were... So the, the difference between what Apple did and Google did, aside from some of the implementation details, is that Google was afraid to fight against the big companies. And Apple said, well, something you, you're going to do it our way. But Google Wallet has existed for several years now, but they got shot down because Verizon refused to allow it on any Google phones on their network. Right. And Google, The way Google Wallet works is most Android phones have had NFC in the on them for a few years now. And they had something called Google Wallet. And Google Wallet, basically, you could go into any of those places currently today that accept um, the MasterCard EasyPay right. or whatever it's called. And you would just tap tap your phone, give it permission on the screen, and it would do it. Right. right? About the same, um, same amount of user intervention minus the fingerprint that Apple did. Basically, what what behind the scenes it was Google has a MasterCard with a gigantic limit, so they would pay when you did it. It Google paid for it, and then they would just charge you right what what they paid, right? But it was just as easy. How do they make money? They take a percentage off of that. I don't know that Google Google doesn't always make money on stuff. Apple like kind of imposed. They have a, they said you're gonna do it this way, right? And we're gonna take a cut too. <laughs> No, that's right. You know what? Yeah, it's pretty ingenious. You actually take a snapshot of your credit card, and yeah. then you go to the bank. They authorize it, and then you're you're set up. So you can have all your credit cards and use whichever credit card you want. Um, the thing is, and I'm a little skeptical. 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 Yeah. yeah. About um, them collecting information. Well, so they said we keep no information. It's a rotating token. So. So I don't know about that, right? Like to what point? No, they, okay. So we, Visa, track, we don't track any purchases. Visa still has your information. All they do is they act as a middleman. Right. Right. They, they, they just manage the tokens with the, the processors. But that's pretty much true. I, I think, uh, I don't think Apple has a traditionally, you know, they make mistakes here and there, but they traditionally do those types of things very well. Right. So. Okay. We just talked about the cloud. Right. No. Um, so the so, so like I said, that's why they make that's mistakes. When, yeah. But the cloud behaved the way it was supposed to. Right. The that that was not technically a vulnerability because it, if you entered the wrong password, it dumped you. Right. Right. You know it, that they did not put limit on it. It's a big mistake. Yes, that a company their size should not have made. Right. Yes, but. If you have a truly random password, you don't have to worry about it. You w- no, you still have to worry about it because these a processor these today like a CPU and the and the graphics card in combination could could do billions it per second in a very yeah, short sure. period of time. But once again, I mean, there are a lot of weak links that 
sort of the end user does have to take ownership of in terms of of partial responsibility. Right. So, well, the good thing is uh, a credit card has a limit on it, right? So even if someone um, j- drives up your limit yeah. and, and uses gets your Apple ID or steals your phone or whatever, yeah, have recourse you know, to get your money. Back. Yeah, you're you're not going to. The person that they're not going to clean out your life savings, right? Wow. Well, so. Wow. Well, uh, <laughs> if you're selling high priced stuff, right? You're a small business and you're selling high priced stuff through the credit card, and there's a fraud that happens. You lose the merchandise. And you don't get your money for it, right? So yeah, you will. Someone goes out. Someone will can get you know yeah. the short end of the stick because right. it's always you know we usually think of a store like Target. They're gigantic. You know they can afford to lose money here and there. But if you're selling like crystal and some yeah. guy buys your most expensive piece with the uh, American Express black and it validates, right? You know you're they're American Express is gonna take the money back from you, right? Right, and you're so, out of a thirty. So let me ask you something: Would you use something like this? Well, you see me using my I know Starbucks, right? But that's specific to one company, right? I don't know that um, I would use it because I have a credit card, and it only takes me a couple more seconds to to put in my pin, right? So here's the thing: it the reason why I would. Not, what if? What about tips? What if I want to add a tip? No, or, it, it, it'll, it does that. Yep. Yeah. Here's the reason why I would not. In the, the case of the Starbucks app, it eliminates a card from my pocket, but I would never not bring my credit card with me. Okay. Because what yeah. if uh, your battery's dead on your yeah, phone? How are you going right. to pay for something? That's right. right. There you go. Yeah. Or what if they don't have uh, that thing? I have If I have to use my card anyway, I'm always going to use the card. You know what's funny? Uh, I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, it had to be like I just got out of college, and, mm-hmm. and I just started my first job, and I was, I was production manager and did computers and stuff. And we took a trip. We're going up to Aurelia because they were this company was was going going to have a strike, and we wanted to plan for the next mm-hmm. three or four weeks. And I'm with the two owners of the company, and and then, you know, I was reading articles at the time. This was way back. Okay, this is like, <laughs> I don't want to say when it was, but it's like 80s. Okay, and I said to the two guys, you know what? Did I you just, have flock of seagulls hair? Yeah, I did. <laughs> did you <laughs> no, really? No, can, I can I see? Pic- no, I was oh. a ro- I was more of a rocker. I had the Lionel Richie hair, but. Um, oh, so you had the mullet. The yeah, part, no, the big the business in the curly, front. No, uh, business all over, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was no, it was like party all over. Never mind, business all over. But we're driving up, and I said to the guy, you know, I just read something, that I, and you know what they taught me in school that uh, pretty soon it's going to be like cashless society. You, you mm-hmm. won't even have to put a dollar in your pocket. I go, no, you're always going to have to have a dollar in your pocket, no matter what, right? You should always have some you, cash you in should. your house. But you know what? I, I can walk out of the house and feel confident that, you know, I can survive nowadays. Now, with things like this, it's one less reason to, to, to have a 20 in your pocket. I right? used to have that comfort. And going back to the conversation we had uh, at lunchtime on the way back, since the big blackout in 2003, I like to keep uh, a small amount of cash. That's right. Just in case, because when the power goes out, you can't pay for anything. Yep. And, and uh, you know, that... That could be pretty important yeah. if you don't keep a lot of food in your house. A life hacker had something. You just put a 20 behind your phone and your... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, $20 bill. Even if you don't carry your wallet, you always carry your phone with you, right? Yeah, so. you should always have some cash on you. Right. Always. So um, the third point now uh, was the watch. Now... Um, I'm going to tell you something. That's a that's something that a, a techie, geeky person because uh, most of my other friends that that are not so techy as as, as i they have the high-end watches they have the 
you know, the Movado, or they have the mm-hmm. the Tiger, right? Or and that's who Apple's going for, which I think is a mistake. But, yeah, but they need to they need to have their own market. Just keep it sleek and okay. You know what? You need a uh, a phone on your wrist. Right? But let uh, me address uh, the innovation part because you specifically brought that up. I don't think this time around um, that the Apple Watch is that much better than what else is out there because the heartbeat thing already exists. Sure. Touch screen already exists. The crown, I don't know how much I like that personally because I don't want to be fumbling. Like, right. you can't, listeners can't see me see me doing this uh, right, gesture, right. but that to me is not a really good thing. Right. But um, all of the current... Uh, smart watches that came out in the past you can answer your phone on the watch too right just about everything the iphone does but the i i will give you this iphone or sorry the i apple watch and i hate the logo by the way um is very nice okay design wise start at 350 right so here's the thing at 350 dollars you're usually buying a nice analog watch and 350 dollars is a lot of money even for a watch right uh, even though they go, uh, well, the ones I was talking about were in the five thousand, ten thousand range. Yeah, Apple's watches start at three fifty, and the cheapest ones I think will be the sport, sport watches. Watch, right. Once you get into those nice bands, those are probably going to be in the thousands of dollars. And what's cool about the watch is it actually got a barometric um, sensor. Yeah. So that, that might be one sensor the other watches don't have, but yeah. it's easy for them to add. Samsung has which means up. not only check sees how it not only tracks how far you go, how high you are. It also you know so if you climb a stairs or a hill, it'll actually notice that. So. But when you buy an analog watch for three hundred fifty dollars or more, that watch will last you twenty years, right, or more, right. You pass that on to your kids. These smart watches have built in uh, obsolescence, right. Two years from now, the, the latest watch will support some new Bluetooth or wireless protocol. It'll have a faster CPU, blah, 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 right? So it's kind of got a two to, if, and I'm assuming a lot because traditionally Apple's mobile device operating system upgrades tend to make the devices unusable after a certain period of time. It could be by design, right? No, it so, is by design. Yeah. That's, you know, Apple's not, Apple's not a charity. They're right. in business to make money. Right. They make great stuff, by the way. So... If I'm going to spend $350 or more, so let's say I'd rather spend $800 on a Gucci watch than than $300 on some toy. Right. And And you know what? A lot of people don't carry watches because they have phones nowadays. But really, you know what? I'll tell you who I think the watch is really going to, aside from the early adopters who just have to have everything and the people who have to have everything Apple does. Sporty people who need to, who like, want to track their stuff it guys but the short attention span fomo afflicted notification addicts you, are you familiar <laughs> with the phrase fomo no fear me. of missing out oh okay. you probably have friends who are constantly looking at their phones because they need to know what everyone's doing yeah that's right, right. or the people who are, uh, you know just see always, that on twitter we're always trending. on facebook i need, right. they need to constantly look at and see notifications Right, have to pulling. be have to be involved in the trend. It's or that false like, yeah, people yeah. with that that misguided sense that everything is urgent. Right, they're gonna eat that crap up. Okay, right. But if you think about it for a second, it's like another device you gotta have. A Movado. How often do you change a battery? Once every two years. If you're gonna have to charge the sink every night. When you're traveling, you're gonna have to bring another wire with you because it doesn't use the same. Smart. Yeah. Right? Of course. And 
if you're if you're if you're going with a smartphone that you charge every night, that's two ports you need all of a sudden. But you it, need space on your on your table. But it but it tracks your heartbeat. Oh, but you can send super little, stupid little smiley faces you, and could, emojis. I could send you a heart. Like next you know, Cognos next conference <laughs> you go to, you know, we can draw like devil faces. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, but anyway, but, you, but to me, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to need an iPhone. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to spend $350 on a smartwatch. I, I won't ever so. want a tan line on my left wrist ever again. <laughs> the moment the cell phone fit in my pocket, about. 20 years now, 20 years ago now, yep. I stopped wearing a watch. Yeah, me too. Like, you don't see a watch. Yeah, anymore. like I don't want timeline and yeah. I'm allergic to a lot of metals, so they would give me a rash anyway. Yeah. Yep. For me, I'm going to tell you one thing. It's, it's not designed enough. nicely. You know, and you it's can very beautiful. It's it's put together okay. And the, right? the bands so. are, <laughs> I hate to say it, but the, the wristbands uh, are more innovative than most of the other stuff in the in the keynote. You know what surprises me? Because they're magnetic and, yeah. they're, and they're really... Cle- like the one where, where the, the... You know how... You've bought a watch. You've yep. had to, to make resize them. Right. You need like a screwdriver, a paper clip, and all right, sorts of right. things. The, I don't know if you saw it. The, the it one slides. that has a link. There's, no, there's a little button. You press it, and it pops right off on right. each link. Right. Um, and that's ingenious. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, the, that's the part I'm talking about, the innovative part that, that impressed the me. The technical Those parts, though, I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like, to me, the most meaningful thing was at the end, they said, oh, free U2 album. Even though I'm not a big fan of U2 anymore, and I think they, oh, that what they said? jumped oh, the shark. Whatever. You get a free, every Apple iTunes customer gets a, the free the new album for free. Uh, Yeah, somebody's making money there. I don't think U2 would. Oh, I'm sure Apple paid them yeah, for it, yeah. but I don't you know, like it's free album. That right. I got something out of it because I'm not going to buy an iPhone for myself. I'll probably my wife will probably get one. Yeah, when she's ready to upgrade. But I don't, I I don't care who makes it. With Apple, Samsung, Motorola, I don't think I'll ever wear a watch ever, ever, yeah. ever again. Okay, All right. So, so saying you, that, let's move. No, I won't wear it. I won't wear it. So uh, let's. I'm gonna. I know we have a state of the app and state of the stack, but let's let's skip that till next week or the week okay. after. Okay. You okay with that, or you want well, to talk it's about? It's up to you. Um, uh, yeah, the stack. we don't have a time limit. It's it's us. So yeah, we, we, yeah or, do, or if you have to go somewhere. No, I'm okay. It's the state of the app right now is uh, I'm trying to make it work on every possible form factor. Which does that include the new Apple phones? <laughs> uh, actually, I do have to add them because I need to understand what the. Without getting into too many details. Um, the width of the screen affects what what I draw on the screen, and even though the resolution is technically 1080 by 1920, what the browser tells me might be totally different. So I need to do some quick tests. But most of what I've done will apply to the six and six plus. I just need to decide whether I treat the six plus as a desktop or a mobile, All if, right. depending okay. on how it on um, what my tests tell me that the screen resolution is there you go okay and the stack is basically um, uh, what we have technically or in the short term we don't know if this name will be one rodeo rodeo yeah so reports on demand extensible and open yes you remember so so i don't even remember you don't (laughs) so uh the state of the stack is actually created a couple of you know small solutions nothing giant scale 
but it is scalable. And um, why don't we just call it the stack? The stack. <laughs> <laughs> the rodeo stack. So stack of pancakes. Um, it, it's we're probably going to be marketing it and, and doing some implementation. And I have a good soon. name for it. We'll call it Stackumetrics. Stackumetrics. Business intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> Stevio, Vincio, and Rodeo. No, Stackumetrics. <laughs> business intelligence. What do you think of that? Is that catchy? Uh, no. No. We no. Get okay. sued for it. No. Yeah. We get sued for it. I think so. Yeah. Is no one? No one uses that name. Well, we would spell it with a K though. Okay, yeah, we could Remember, do that. actually, whenever I used to do demo stuff, I used, well, in case you don't know, uh, you listeners, me and Vince used to work at a company. Vince had a company called Acumetrics. I used to actually, for all our demo stuff, we used to call it Snackumetrics. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> but Snackumetrics is kind of not a bad name if you let it, let it absorb. You know what? Um, I'll have to get uh, a sign off on that one. But... Because uh, I don't own the uh, the IP on that anymore. Nobody but. owns the IQ, uh, the the IP on Stackumetrics. You want to do that? Okay. Well, the problem is it sounds really close to, <laughs> close okay, to a company you know that no longer exists. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll think about it. Actually, I'm joking, but I'll know, think about it. I'm yeah. actually one third serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because now that I say, it, I go. Actually, yeah. It's not. Okay, I see a lawsuit. It's a stack <laughs> for you with metrics and business intelligence. Yeah, right, right. With the word <laughs> acumetrics. No, no, in it. but it's got a K. Oh, okay. The stack. We'll put an exclamation mark at the end just to make sure. We could put hyphens, like hyphens. you know, like those uh, no tell motels yeah. or have a nap motel. Yeah, stack yeah. space U, the letter U, or sorry, not space, a dash. Dash metrics. Could do that. We can make it X. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> Bus- okay, we won't. We won't have the business intelligence. No, we'll call it reporting and analytics or stackumetrics. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to the picks of the <laughs> picks of the show. You don't uh, like it. You have two. You have two picks. I got no comment. You got two <laughs> picks here: Source Tree and Google Page Speed Insights. Okay, so Source Tree is. Um, a source control client for Windows. Um, the first time I used it, it was crap. Because um, I'm used to something called Gitbox on the Mac. And one of the things about that I that kind of I was nervous about switching from Mac to Windows was the quality of Git clients. Yep. So by when I started finally using SourceTree, because it was the only one that was somewhat easy to use, because um, I don't use all of... Uh, the features in Git or, or Mercurial, which it actually supports both of them. Um, since I've been using it, they've updated and updated it to the point where it's now pretty much as easy to use as Gitbox. Gitbox. So and you, this is by So you Atlassian. think I should install, but I don't do a lot of development on the Mac, really. No, the Windows. You oh, the Windows, sorry. Windows. But I can use it for the Mac, if you, right? No, uh, it's available for the Mac, actually, I think. It is, it is. Um, but on Mac, I still prefer Gitbox. Because yeah. it's it's fairly easy, but it's by Atlassian who does Bitbucket, which is a free competitor to right. GitHub, and they support Mercurial and Git. Oh, Mercurial awesome. being a competitor I'm gonna to try Git. It out. I'm going to download it and try it out for it's, a while. Okay, I will warn you right up front. It looks like a Windows 3.1 app. It does. It does. So you may not want, like, unless you have a reason to use it, i.e., you're doing development in Windows. I don't suggest that you use it. But it's the next best thing 
in the absence no, it's got, of Gitbox. It's got the window. It kind of looks like Gitbox, but it's got... It's Once you use it, it's much more dense. Yeah, it is. And it's got little icons for Which everything. is actually surprising, uh, going back to the watch. The one thing I thought I didn't like about the iWatch, excuse me, was that the stuff on the screen was too dense. Where if you compare it to Google stuff, it was just like one thing at a time. Yeah. It was much... The, it, it seems much cleaner and simple. I they showed the pictures on a big screen. It looked good. They showed, oh, here are all your pictures, but that's on a giant screen. You're talking about a one inch by one inch watch, and you got ten thousand pictures on there. You, impossible. It's it's got to be, especially for a guy with my eyes. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. I thought it was uh, a little. I was surprised. I did not think half of it looked like it was consistent with the current crop of iOS in terms of design. And then the other half seemed like it was the first generation of iPhone from 2008. Yeah. I don't mean that in a good way. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the font on the screen was custom designed specifically for the watch. And it looks hideous enlarged. But on this, when you see it on the watch face shrunk at a realistic size, it's actually quite yeah. nice. Yeah. But uh, they use that font for the logo. And when it's when you see it on any other media other than something that with a really small screen, it looks hideous. It looks bad, eh? Yeah. To me. But that's just, you know, that's subjective. So my second pick of I the I just show, clicked on that. Page speed insights. So that is a tool that I use to evaluate uh, the performance in terms of download right. and of our web. Yeah, app. you sent me a Slack message about that. And and I gotta I gotta admit, um, I you sent me that, and two days later, our app was like super fast. Yeah, because I implemented most of the recommendations, whatever I I could, because some of them is like uh, some of the stuff that we have by design is. So, what was slowing down our app? If you can just give us uh, bullet points. Um, the it, the highlight of it is that if you have an HTML page with multiple links to JavaScript files, even if they're in a CDN, um, and and CSS files. Um, the browser has to open up a connection to those servers each and wait, receive, and then process those files. Which takes time. And because uh, I use a lot of, uh, I used a lot of CDN um, files that were not our CDN. They're like, uh, you know, jQuery has a CDN. Backbone has a CDN. So how do you get around that? So what I did was I compiled them into one I actually, like a minified put, type. No, I put I minified them and put them in line in the HTML file, but I will not be doing that in the final version. I will be minifying them, putting them in a single reference, uh, and CDNing them. Cool. Um, and I will put uh non. There's a tag that you can put because um, three I cannot eliminate that three or four because it's for the Google the cloud file integration for Google Docs. Uh, Dropbox, Box, and uh, OneDrive. OneDrive, right? Um, they were they were hindering performance too. So what I did was there's apparently an async tag that you can put attribute that you can put in the script tag that says, um, render the page, and I'll still load these files, but uh, I won't block the page from loading. So oh, okay. I added those tags in. So then the page renders super quickly now. And it's not a big deal on desktop because there's like a lot of CPU power, better network. It's on the mobile. Was slower, on the yeah. mobile, it makes a desktop huge is even difference. faster. It's really fast yeah, on the desktop. Yeah. So it made a huge difference, yeah. and that tool is invaluable. I noticed that. Yeah. 
And uh, let's move on to my pick. Which is uh, a big one. Which is a big one, yeah. So we started using Slack. and We've heard us talk about it uh, throughout the, the podcast today. But um, uh, it's basically, it's, it's very similar to Skype. Or Microsoft Messenger. My, Messenger, but it's got ICQ. what are called channels. So you can actually group your conversation based on subject areas or channels. Um, you can... Uh, you can do a little bit more. You can obviously you can put snippets of code in there. You can add uh, web pages. You can add images. It's all stored in right. a central place, searchable. Yep. So I find the history behind the the product and the guy who made the product interesting right. because it's become very successful and it was a <clears throat> byproduct of the product that the company really was intending to make. And this previous company was the exact same thing right so right. it's uh, Stuart Butterfield's um, the guy who owns slack and he he actually created a startup to create something else but their team needed something to communicate with 37 signals canceled campfire which is a similar product right. to slack and that's what they were using so they wrote their own version and made additional enhancements and that became the product of the company yeah but Stuart Butterfield is famous for Flickr you've heard of Flickr right yes I have the Flickr which is the biggest photo sharing site in the world, actually was not the original company. The original company was made to make a game, but people wanted to share screenshots. So they created this feature called Flickr and that became the company and they sold it for like millions and (laughs) millions of dollars to Yahoo. Right. right. He leaves, he forms another company to start something and then they, they make another thing and then that became the company. Yeah. It's kind of like it's probably going to happen to us because we, you know, we spent all this time building a sign it to me, and we've gotten all sorts of yeah, uh, technology tidbits. and little pieces of intellectual property built out of it yeah. that we're going to end up using to build uh, metrics <laughs> business intelligence, <laughs> no. aka Rodeo. Uh, what you know? What else I like about um, about Stack is that you can use it for notification. Slack. You, Slack. Sorry. I was, what did I say? Slackymetrics? Slack. Are you talking about Slackymetrics? No, snack, stack. <laughs> so oh, I'm getting all confused. You get, you know, you're messing around with me. But um, I'm using it. We're using it because it's team based. Mm-hmm. You can do the notifications to the team, for, and they can choose to ignore them. Yeah, and it's integrated, but it's also integrated with a lot of the tools we use. So yeah. um, we're actually using it for notifications for assign it to me and for the stack, uh, stackumetrics. Um, so. Uh, working out well. Um, again, go on our show notes, check it out, maybe download it and uh, try it out in your office to see what you think about it. So here's here's something interesting. We've tried a lot of web tools that we thought were new and cool, but most of the time they don't stick. Is that your cat? Yeah. <laughs> My cat is just heaving up a... <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Oh, He's heaving up a, a hairball right oh. now. Oh, I never, oh, heard, I've never nice. heard that happen before. No, you don't want to hear it. Oh. <laughs> You don't want to see it either. Anyway, continue. So we go through a lot of tools. And for me, very few tools actually stick for both of us together at the same right. time. Usually one might stick we, for me, one might stick for you, but rarely do does one stick for... Well, because we kind of have different types of uh, work too. Yeah. But this one here is stuck, stuck for both it, of us. And it flew, right? Yeah. And it's but. like, you know, we both use... Assign it to me because it was like an itch that we right. both needed scratching. But we've tried a lot of tools, right? Like all sorts of various tools. And a lot of, you know, aside from Office 365, which is also something that really stuck for us. Yep. I mean, 
I don't know of many tools I'm actually willing to pay for, right? Like 365, no brainer. Slack, yeah. which right now we're using for free, but I think we're because we're going to start you using it, yeah. we're going to start using the API much more heavily into everything that we do, including stackumetrics for Slack. Uh, What's the limit? What's the storage limit on? Oh, I don't know what the Slack. storage is. Well, we don't use it for storage, but they have like a ten thousand message, which we're thing, getting close but, to, all right. <laughs> but for us, the real value is in the API. Right, because I've already, you know, it took me a day to get very rudimentary um, connectivity between assigning to me and Slack for notifications. Right, right, and we're gonna need that, and uh, you know, I can see building tons and tons of of stuff uh, around yeah, for Slack sure. and email. Right, like yeah. those are the two things that we use so heavily. Right, but. Um, no, I enjoy using it. I think it's good, and uh, you use it a lot more than I do. You, you're constantly throwing stuff. So I think you, everything you read, everything you see, you kind of throw it up there, which is good because I'll go back and I'll I'll look at the tools. Because the thing with email is like those links don't belong. They should not be sent by email. Right. Right. If I send it to you Skype, I know you're gonna forget it. Yep. Right. Because but sometimes Slack, sometimes I, I send you too much. But information Slack, at once. I'll search something and uh, oh, I remember Stephen sent me that. Boom, I'm all it's over. It's kind of like right? our wiki. Yeah, that's and right. And the beauty is it actually, we, we've discussed some type pieces of functionality for assign it to me that doesn't necessarily make sense in assign it to me, but makes perfect sense in Slack. Right. So that's why I've been like looking at the integration. Why not? So that yeah. um, I think we have some functionality for people who don't want to use Slack, but if you do want to use Slack, we'll probably make it easier for you to use Slack because Slack is actually a better place for things like file project related files and things like that right. than being in the app. Yeah, I because, agree. Uh, it's just uh, it just makes more sense, right? Yeah. Because to me now it's our wiki. I still use OneNote, our our main central OneNote stuff uh, for more formal things, but for stuff on the fly because I actually see a lot of headlines but I don't have time to read the links right and I want to share it with you but I don't want it to, to get because you it's funny you know you you publish stuff I, how the hell does he read all this stuff like you know even even in the so when I opened up that that one about the uh, the baseball you uh-huh. go oh I didn't read it I didn't I know how you are you read like the first two uh, sentences two sentences hey this is interesting boom it's up right yeah it's something that I that that relates right and I'll read something that's useful or even though, and I know, you know, I'm pretty sure Stephen probably didn't even read this, right? Yeah, but, I, 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 headline is the primary thing, yeah. and I look at the first couple of sentences because I know I don't, I have to, I have to balance the need to learn and keep up with stuff against the need to actually do stuff. Right. So by forcing myself not to read articles and being somewhat judgmental about whether it's worth putting somewhere with the five percent chance i'll actually read the full article right it's it's i had to condition myself to look at the headline the first paragraph uh and then decide what to do with it yeah and I have to do that very usually quickly. usually we don't there's there's one or two articles you'll send me and you'll say oh you got to read this one or there's a must read well or we what? have a then channel i know i know we have a channel <laughs> must read i know that i got to read those because i go my if he read them man i should probably read them because he thinks it relates to whatever we're doing yeah right? so. yeah because i 
I made a point of having a worth reading channel in Slack and a must read. Must channel. read, yeah. The worth reading, I don't even, I can't even Let's guarantee. Some of our, so we have an AITM, AITM development, staging, competition, a lot of channels, <laughs> consulting, cool tools, data visualization. We got a general folder. We have a marketing folder. Squirrels. Squirrels. What's in the squirrels? squirrels is stuff that, yeah. We have UI worth reading, random stuff. That's we got a we got a lot of channels. So yeah, and the the one thing is that when I when we were just using Skype, I would just send you a bunch of random stuff. It's hard for you to categorize, Impossible. right? Right, and because I'd be possibly sending you sixty messages in the span of three hours, it's hard for you to just go through them one right. by one. By me being able to at least split them into channels, you can at least triage the importance, right? Because if you know that I put like twenty things in squirrels. Uh, and worth reading. You don't even have to look at those for. We also weeks. replaced. We also replaced our Capistrano notification with Slack instead of email. I hated right. getting emails. Right, which I think is good because now I just see okay, you know, I see development. Oh, it looks it looks like you sent something else, and I can actually see now they're all together. So and it's very easy their API, yeah. and that's yeah. basically their API works the way I want, or I'm planning for our AITM API to work. That you can use a curl command, which is a it's not a DOS command. It's a command line command. URL. You just type curl space uh, URL API key you put your and, switches and the command, your and then it'll yeah. dump the file in. So then it'll be very Pentaho or ETL friendly. Yes, exactly. So, so because I don't like the ones that require you to do OAuth and all sorts of complicated right. loops to jump before which, you can uh, which it. which also has its problems. OAuth. It right? has benefits, yeah. but it makes it hard for companies like us who have data in five or six different places and need to do integration and reporting on them. Yeah. So anyway, um, okay. That was a long podcast. Well, it's been a while. And I'm going here. right now to the, uh, the business office in Toronto and registering the, uh, Stachymetrics name right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> as a business. Or uh, I just want to register. I don't want anyone stealing Oh, that's that. a trademark. I, I don't know how to. Tra- I don't know how trademark works in Canada. But. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but I won't be doing that. Just gonna let you know. Anyway, that's it. You don't like uh, the name? Uh, <laughs> hey, you liked Acumetrics for how long? I think I ten like, years. I think I like listening to my cat cough up furball more than. That. It's not anyway. that a name. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, we'll talk. I guess in two weeks' time. You don't. Like- for more information on Assign It To Me, you can visit our website at assignittome.com or our blog at blog.assignittome.com. If you have any questions regarding this show or the Assign It To Me app, feel free to contact me at vince at assignittome.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.